to fill you unto everlasting life. Allow the Lord to fill you unto everlasting life. I have come to realize that quite often the Lord is ready to meet our needs, ready to minister to us, ready to touch our lives. But it's as if we are determining when God should move. We may have been praying moving all around. But there comes a time God wants to touch your situation. But you have defined how the problem has to be resolved. So why are you praying? If truly you know how the problem has to be dealt with, why call on the name of the Lord? The Lord visits us. Sometimes we don't even recognize him. As he stands in front of us, we take him for somebody else. As the word comes forth, we have our own idea. When the Lord stands in front of you, you think about somebody else. But my prayer is that we begin to renew our mind. Because our God is a loving God. He is ever faithful. To touch us. But sometimes we know too much. We know too much. We know better than him. But my prayer. Is that we begin to realize that he is God. You and I. Mere mortal. But God is God. Hallelujah. We know the story. In John chapter 4, we'll we'll take it from verse, maybe I'll take the whole, my text on time, but let me take it to 1 to 14. It says, when therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, Jesus himself baptized not, but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again unto Galilee needs go through Samaria. Then cometh he to the city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well. And it was about the sixth hour. There cometh the woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said unto her, Give me to drink, for his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. Then said the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, access me, access drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dear Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that telleth that Say to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, that he would have given thee living water. The woman said unto him, Sir, 
thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. And from whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us this well, and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I give him shall be in him a well of water springing up unto everlasting life. Hallelujah. This woman of Samaria had met Jesus. First issue is even the R. If you look at the time that he met Jesus, verse 6, the sixth hour, if you look at it critically, it's about 12 noon. You will ask yourself, is it the usual time for somebody to go to a well? I believe for most people who live in the villages, it's very early in the morning or maybe late. Or how she found herself going to the well at noon is not to be taken for granted. It was that time that he met Jesus. Forget her father up to now, he didn't even know him. But it was at that time. 12 noon, who goes to the well? You know, sometimes, even in time to get up and pray, you may have given yourself a certain discipline. I'll wake up at 5 o'clock and pray. But sometimes, God wants you to wake up at the midnight and pray. But like I said, we have defined for God how He should work. Who will go to the well at 12 noon? As to how she found herself there, I have no idea. But she was there and he met Jesus. I recall I found myself in Helsinki in 1997. I got about 12 midnight and I had to go and pray. To go and pray about what? But I obeyed and got up. But then we were flying out of Helsinki that morning to London. After the normal aircraft that it had to take off, the plane didn't take off. But everybody in the aircraft was panicking. Then I heard a voice. That is why I called you to pray at midnight. Could you imagine I've said that I'm feeling sleepy? And sleep is good, you know. <laughs> but when God wants to deal with you, it is not your time. It is not your time. It is God's appointed time. So when you hear a voice, go to the well at 12 noon. You don't say we'll go to the well early in the morning. Hallelujah. You better pick up your buckets and go to the well. That is where you meet the visitation of the Lord. Hallelujah. So she was there. 
12 noon. And I believe she met a gentleman. He didn't know him. Of course, he knew he was a Jew. That fact he knew. But again, look at her. How is it that thou being a Jew? You know the questions we always ask. A word has come forth, you give me to drink. What has thou got to do whether you are a Jew or not? But again, that is us. God wants to address your situation. You are asking, who is this man? He is a man. God has sent him a message for you. Amos was a mere man looking after sheep. But God gave him a message for the Israelites. It is not for us to determine who God will send the message through. So whether he was from whether he was a Jew or not, that was not the issue. And I believe many of us have lost our opportunities. How God wanted to come through through us because we have determined how he should come. Because the message will come through a certain man. And not somebody who has given you a word. Let's begin to know when God speaks to us. When God speaks to us. Because we don't know who is speaking. In fact, in the same John, chapter 3, verse 34, he says, For he whom God has sent speaketh the words of God. But do you really know if God has sent that person? That is a challenge for you and I. That is a challenge for you and I. And also in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. Let's quickly look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 13. Sometimes how we even handle the word of God when it is coming. We miss out on our opportunities. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 13. For this cause also thank we God without ceasing. Because when ye received the word of God, which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually works in you that believe. My prayer is that even as you hear God giving you a word, you will not think, it is a word coming from any man. God is giving you a word. And you receive your blessing. Hallelujah. So this woman had met Christ. But he didn't know. Give me to drink. And he is talking about her identity. Do you really have a problem? Do you really have an issue to be settled? What has the person's identity got to do with what the word that has come forth? But that is what preoccupied her mind. That was what occupied their mind. You are a Jew. And I believe God is speaking to somebody. God speaks to somebody, but you are weighing and sizing up the person. May the Lord deliver us. Because I believe God loves us. And every situation, He has a word for us. But we seem to know too much. We seem to know too much. We nearly had that situation sometime in December 1996. As most of you know, we had, I think I've shared this testimony before. 
we had lost two babies on the way. And then on December, I think, 25th. I mean, who invites you on December 25th and you will go out? Wouldn't you give an explanation that by our tradition, we don't go anywhere. We stay home. That is man's tradition. It's Christmas Day. But on that day, the full gospel, men's fellowship, then used to be the city chapter and the hotel, had organized a meeting. And I think 25th of all days. So I told my wife, let's go. This day, of all days. But we went. In course of ministration, the then president of full gospel, she came to my wife. He said, the Lord had heard your prayer. And a year by now, you will deliver. Can you imagine if we had said 25th is a holiday? And even that, after the man of God has spoken to her, she said, have I gone to tell anything to the man? I haven't gone anywhere. <laughs> I haven't gone anywhere to say, it is God who has spoken. But you see us, her first reaction, in the first place, if we hadn't gone, I don't know. In the second place, we didn't argue. So thanks be to God. Now we can give praise to God and speak the testimony for what God has done. That God is ready to speak to us. But sometimes we put our own impediments because we have defined when it should come and through whom it should come. This man was just the president of the full gospel. He was not a prophet. He was not a bishop. But God used him to send a message. My prayer this morning is that have an open heart. You don't know who you will meet and where you will meet that person to deliver a message for you. This woman has met Jesus, but still he didn't know. So she was still going around. And many people are going around. But I pray that we will develop our spiritual light. So that we can hear when God speaks to us. Because our God is a loving God. Always ready to speak unto us. But we know too much. But may we humble ourselves. For God to speak to us. In the verse 10. So Jesus answered and said. And all this why Jesus had not disclosed himself. But Jesus rightly said. If thou knewest the gift of God. And that is the issue. If we really know the gift of God. We won't ask questions. The gift of God. God is distributing his gifts. You see, but we don't know. If thou knewest the gift of God, may we know when God is handing out his gifts. Because he has a gift for everybody. I know people pray. People are seeking the face of the Lord. His gift is ready. But we don't know. I mean, this woman had a privilege for Christ himself to encounter with you one-on-one. -on -one. It was a rare privilege. But she was going around in circles. But Christ said, if thou knewest the gift of God. You know, sometimes all what God says is that 
this is my method. Just listen to me. And you will see the hand of God. Sometimes all he says is that, honor me. But we say, no, that is not enough for us. But as you honor the Lord, he will elevate you. We don't take certain battles in our own hands. Leave it to the Lord. He will carry it forth. And you will see the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. So God says, if thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, give me to drink, thou would have asked of him, and would have given thee living water. If we take our time and know who is even talking to us, even though he is asking for the drink, he will end up giving you the living water. But we miss it. But many of us are missing it. The woman still went ahead in verse 11. He says, The woman said unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with. She was still looking at the well. When Christ was talking about the living water, she was still talking about her well. And then listen to her again. The well is deep. I mean, Christ knows the size of your problem more than you. Are you the one to tell the Lord that this well is deep? Let's go to Isaiah chapter 40 verse 12. You know, we take on certain assignments that we are not supposed to take on. Yours is not to determine whether the well is deep or not. Who have measured the waters in the hollow of his hand? Is there any man? He said, who have measured the waters in the hollow of his hand? Who measured out heaven with the span and comprehended the dust of the earth in the measure and weighed the mountains in scales and the balance? Who has done any of these? And when Christ speaks to you, you say your problem is big. You are saying the well is deep. Do you even know how deep it is? Yes, it may be deep, but how deep it is? You have no idea. But the man who knows how deep it is says, I will even give you a living water. And you are still talking about the fact that your problem is big. Can we leave it to the Lord? We don't even know the beginning of the... But Christ knows the beginning and the end of the problem. And then he says, From whence then has thou thou living water? It does not lie in us to determine where they are living from. All I need to do is to believe that the Lord has spoken and it shall be done. As to whether the well is deep, where it is coming from, as to the size of my problem, whether you are the only one, it is none of our business. Our business is that I have had an encounter with the Lord and the Lord says He will do it. The Lord says He will do it. Can we believe Him? Can we believe him? And he will do it. He will do it. That is why sometimes when even each things happen, don't say, why me? Maybe God is taking us through a certain process to bring you to that expected end. But if you begin to question the Lord, why this? Why that? 
you are shutting the door. God is about to move. God is about to move. It might be a very difficult situation, but I know God will be moving. Only believe. Only believe. He says, give me to drink. As to where he is coming from. As to the person who is saying it. If only you can sense that God is speaking to you, rise up and act on it. As you see God in that word, as you see God in that message, as you see God in that environment, only believe and act on it. Only believe and act on it. Don't let it take too much time. Because this woman was still going around in circles. He did the end there. In the verse 12. Look at her again. A thou greater than our father Jacob. You know when you don't know Christ. A thou greater than Jacob. You can tell Christ, are you greater than Jacob? But he says, before Abraham, I was. Now you are saying, are thou greater than Jacob? That is why we should endeavor to know our Lord and know him well, so that we also not be found wanting asking such questions. And ask the Lord, are you capable of doing it? <laughs> because you have no faith. Are thou greater than Jacob? Should he have asked that question? But she didn't know Christ. May we know the Lord. May we desire to sincerely know him. So that even as he speaks to us, we will know that the Lord is speaking. And he has given us a word. And to address our situation. Hallelujah. So that we will not ask the question, are thou greater than Jacob? But she didn't know. She even says, Are thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well? Who can be compared to Christ? But when you don't know, you say things that you don't know. But the Lord opened our eyes. In the verse 13, Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever, Drinketh of this water shall thirst again. You know, even what we carry and what we think is the problem. Sometimes, you know, we don't even know what we really need. What we think will address, sometimes somebody says, if I get this thousand or two thousand CDs, all my problems will be solved. Who tells you? Who tells you? Many people have been there before. But the problems are not over. Unless Christ gives you what will truly satisfy your heart. So it is not for you to say, if I get this. If the Lord has not put it in your heart, that if I give this to you, it will be that living water. Don't draw conclusions. Because that is why many people are disappointed and frustrated 
because they have said to themselves that if I get this, all my problems are over. If I get this job, my salary will change. I'm sure after the change in salary, after three months, you are back to square one. I'm sure you've all received salaries or income before. You think with the new pay, your world is going to change. It's for a short period. And then you are coming again. When is the next promotion or pay increase going to come? Because in your mind, you are programmed that when I get this, that is the end. But that is not the end. You will test again. But when God blesses you, when Christ touches you, it will be a living water. And that thousand cities will be a billion in your hands. If only we would depend on the Lord. That is why he says what our eyes are seeing and what we are saying that this is what I need. That is not what you need. You remember Peter and the man that he healed in Acts chapter 3. What he wanted was money. He think, oh, once I get money. But if there can be a prayer in the name of Jesus Christ and you can get up and rise up and walk, you can earn an income, not arms. Then you can rise up and also earn an income and not depend on arms. But he thought the arms was that it, what he needed. And today there are many people, even when you say, come to church, come and sit in church, they think you have some problems. I'm dealing with that problem. How are you going to deal with that problem? You will test again. But when Christ deals with you, he makes it whole. He makes it whole. So beautiful in his own time. Because he truly knows what will satisfy the test of your heart. What you think will deal with this, you will test again. So Christ said, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall test again. But the verse 14 is interesting. It says, But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never test. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up unto everlasting life. Brethren, that is what we need. Christ himself determining what you and I need and giving that unto us and we're looking up to him and he giving it to us. And that one we will never lack because it is a well. And that well, so long as it is from the Lord, there is no dry season because God himself supplies it. Our Lord who supplied he will supply. There will be no end. This morning as we speak, allow the Lord to fail you <clears throat> unto everlasting life. Are you ready for the Lord to fail you? Or you yourself, you have determined what you think you need. You may, he may have requested of you for a drink. But even if you allow him for that dialogue to continue, he says, you don't even know. You would have asked. The true gift would have been given to you. May we allow the Lord to deal with us. May he himself <clears throat> give us what we need. 
so that we shall experience that well of water springing unto eternal life. Allow Christ to put his spirit and his life into us. You see, that is what we need. Allow him to put his joy into your life. His peace, allow him to transform you from inside out. His love for righteousness, allow him. And when those things come into you, it changes the whole situation. And forever and ever, it is bringing forth. Because Christ has come into it. In 2 Peter chapter 2 verse 1. 2 Peter chapter 1, sorry. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 3. These are some of the things God pours into our lives. According as His divine power have given unto us all things that pertain unto life. You know, sometimes we think we know life. We know our own life. But unless Christ gives you that divine power to have life and godliness, and through knowledge of Him that have called us to glory and virtue, allow the Lord to pour His power into us. Let us experience the real life and godliness from Christ. That through well in us, as Christ pours it into us, and that one is unto everlasting life. Nobody can take it away from you. Eventually through that, through that godliness and divine nature, you become conformed unto his own image. And then as he comes, he says, we don't know how he looks like, but when he comes, if he has poured his life into you, you can become like him. And then he will take him with you. Not the one that you will test again. Christ is knocking at our door. Christ makes an offer. But sometimes we say we have our own counter offer. But you will test again. The Lord is speaking to somebody. The Lord may be speaking to you in his word. The Lord may be speaking to you through a song ministration. Don't allow your own calculations to shut the flow of your blessings. I believe the Lord loves us. He will be speaking to us. His Lord, His word will come forth. Only be flexible. And just say, Lord, I hear you. It is not for us to ask whether you are a Jew, whether you are a bishop, whether you are an evangelist. God's word has come forth and it will be coming forth for you. Let's just receive his word. Not what we have put our minds on, which will make us thirsty again. Only his word that will send us that well of water springing unto eternal life. Christ says, Let's not be like the woman at the well, who it was not until verse 19 that then he said, I can perceive that thou art a prophet. Sometimes you might not go that far, and it might be too late. Just tune your mind. Let's grow in the things of the Lord, and I believe the Lord will be speaking to us. So that as He speaks to us, you don't even need to consult because you have heard from the Lord Himself. And you see that water of well 
bubbling in your system. Bubbling in your system. It will never run out. It will never run out. But sometimes men seek their pleasure and satisfaction from some earthly things. But these things are not able to quench the thirst of the hearts of men. St. Augustine once said in his book Confessions, O Lord, you have made us for yourself and our hearts are restless till they rest in you. May your hearts rest in the Lord. Shall we be on our feet? Father, this morning, Father, this morning we come to you. You love it. You come to us in various ways. At 12 noon, we will be going to the well. But in our calculations, it is not time. But that is the time that the Lord is calling our attention. That is the time that the Lord says, give me your attention. It is not the time to see whether somebody is a Jew, whether somebody is a Samaritan, whether somebody is a prophet. God wants to deliver a message to you. God wants to touch your situation. God wants His word to minister to you. Brethren, this morning, may we have a change of heart. May we begin who say, Lord, will take you at your word. We are not looking at the situation. We are not looking at the circumstance. So long as we believe that the Lord has spoken to us, may we just receive the word. Living water. Let your living water flow over my soul. Let your Holy Spirit Situation that has troubled my mind, all my cares and burdens on to you. I will let your living water over my soul. Yes, Lord. Let your Holy Spirit.
control of our lives. Fail our hearts because it's only you who can satisfy and quench the test of our hearts. It is not what we think can do it but what you alone can give unto us. Father, fill our hearts with that well of living water that well of living spring in our hearts. Fill our hearts, O Lord. Speak to us. May your word touch our lives. May you address every situation of ours. Because we know you are more than able. It is not up to us to look at the situation. How deep the well is. Because thou knowest the gifts that you have. May we change our relation unto you. May we know you and allow you to fill our hearts unto everlasting life. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank and we bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.